0: I can agree with what you're
1: saying, but no. Yeah, and so By the way, like when your kids grow up and get married, and they come back and visit, they're totally gonna bang in your house. That's
2: different, though.
1: Exactly, but there really, it really isn't.
2: <laughs> well, you know that it, it makes it makes the parents feel better when there's like a marriage connection there. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like,
1: oh, there's a certificate of longness, and it's not just banging some random.
2: But uh, <clears throat> I think Corey changes too, and if he has a daughter,
0: uh, I already told you what I'm naming my daughter. Her name is Bruce. And she's going to be a lesbian and loves wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. I'm your fuck.
2: Can her middle name be Bruce I'm too, a- so we can call her Bruce Bruce? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters.
2: Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode number 62. I'm your first host, Marcello. now I'm host number two, D, up in this bitch.
0: And I am host number three, Gordon.
2: <laughs> Who is newly tatted.
0: Yep. Tats blowing up the internet. My sick, sweet snake. I get to lather with lotion twice a day. Yep. I now have yep, yep. medical medical reasons to lather my snake with lotion twice a day, so I'm pretty happy about that.
2: Oh, I see what you did there. That was a dick see. joke. Yeah, it was a now dick we're, joke. Now snake, we're snake buddies. I have a snake too. <laughs> I A tattoo
0: snake. I have a snake <laughs> tattoo. <on. laughs> yes, me and Marcello I, oh. both have tattoos of, of um, Slytherin house snakes on our body. His is in a Japanese... Traditional style. Mine is realistic. Yep. And I just um,
1: actually ordered a snake from Amazon. So we'll all have snakes.
2: It's a a tiny You should get a snake wrapped around one of your ligaments.
0: You know, uh, a lot of my friends have uh, unique names in that when we were in high school, they came up with names for their penis that were snakes that Mm -hmm. had to do with their names. One of them was the Grammaconda. His name was Graham. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Other buddy Chad came up with the chattel snake. That was really good. And then another buddy of mine, Cole, of course, went with Cobra. And I was left Grandma. out. I was left out. Corey doesn't have a good uh doesn't have a good one. The Coriol Banded Snake. Is that a good? That's that's actually <laughs> terrible. So, See? I got nothing. I'm glad you didn't. So go I, I said I'm right there oh, with you you. I have a real snake on my like yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. Anyway. Alright, we're brought uh, we're brought to you by
2: uh uh, uh .com. Can you do any like tattoo exchanges on Eskrima Like can can you buy can you get like a tattoo employer to deposit Bitcoin and then he will come to you and tattoo you and then you release the funds? Does it work that way?
0: I'm sure you could do something similar to that, but it would be somewhat annoying.
2: Well, there you go. Well, you can do it. And um, they offer Bitcoin escrow on chain peg to a fiat value using new bits. No one ever talks about new bits, but it's the world's first stable digital currency, and uh, I like it. And they charge a small flat escrow fee of 1% on all escrow transactions, and they even offer you the ability to split the fee with the other party, unless it's a tattoo artist and then... That wouldn't make any sense. Um, but your funds are kept in a secure two of three <laughs> multi signature transaction. They're going to hold one key and the rest are yours. We love Escrow My Bits. We purposely aren't taking on any other sponsors because we love Escrow My Bits so much. So we're going to tell you about them every, every day. Go to yeah. their website. That's a lie. We welcome other sponsors, but we love that. <laughs> See, I was going to go off
1: of that. I was going to say like, yeah, it's all you guys knocking down the doors to be our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, we've had some sponsor offers. They're just shady as fuck. Yeah. Hold up. This was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bitcoin show. We pay you 500 one month. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Are you trying to fish all of our fans? Is that what it is? Sorry
2: if I just did a really... Hackers don't exercise. try anymore. They don't put any effort into hacking. Like, you know, I'm not going to click the link that is like shortened on purpose with like four characters when I can just hover over the link and see that it's a redirect to some website that's going to fill up my computer with kitty porn. I'm not falling for it. Yeah. Well, that's done. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about the main topic. What's going on with Bitcoin. What the hell is going on with Bitcoin? It's adopting it's everyone, or is
1: that the other way around? Everyone is adopting it that's it's that we really don't know if that's happened or not, but what we do know is uh the price has jumped up quite
0: a bit Just today yesterday it went up a little too well, what? So yesterday marked the point of what's called a golden cross in trading um yes, look yes. it up. I don't feel like you're explaining it online or in the air, but should that explain happened. it terribly. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh so a golden cross happened yesterday, and typically, um, I guess it's a statistically relevant signal, and prices usually explode when golden crosses happen. I wouldn't say usually, but it's a good indicator of of price going up. And um, that happened yesterday, and the price has gone up significantly since then. We've, we're now currently at, if I look at. So,
2: 56, Corey, should,
0: at should people buy
2: in more now or wait?
0: I don't know. I'm not giving. I'm not giving trading advice. I can barely know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, we're barely well, hanging the, on. The
2: having, well, well, 40 days till the half. What should people do?
0: It's really hard to know. It's really hard to know what the halving is going to cost. I think the price is going to go up significantly right before the happening. And I really don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting. Either it tanks or it continues where it is. I mean, I feel like the network is undervalued as a whole, like just based on its, its usage, uh, which has essentially been held back by the lack of development and block size debate that's currently been raging on for over a year and a half. That's held the price back. As well as the lack of development because of this debate. Um and it's undervalued in general. But how the havening then affects the mining centralization problem that is also I wouldn't call it a problem, but mining is pretty centralized. How that affects the mining. Um in further centralizing it, I'm curious what's gonna happen in the entire network. Either it's gonna just I don't I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to see. I'm kind of waiting on bated breath to see what
1: happens. (sighs) I think shit's going to get real. And what I mean by that, and it's not going to be just like a slow motion 360 turnaround zoom in view of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. I mean, I think the price is going to go up uh, pretty significantly. Um, I also think that some of these upgrades to this, to the network are going to start happening. I think all these things are going to happen sign- simultaneously. There's going to be a perfect storm without the Wahlberg death. And I think that Bitcoin's price is going to, it's going to go up and it's going to test the 1000 mark by December.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll say this much. Um, if you'd like to know what I'm doing with my money, I've, I'm essentially halfway split between Bitcoin and Ethereum, and I'm just waiting to see what happens. Yep. Betting on both.
1: And I, that was, means- I was
0: previously 100% in Ethereum based on, based on the volatility and where I thought the price was going. And I've, I've cut back and I've gone back and I've, I've moved to Bitcoin because I feel like the price is going to rise and value is starting to get put back into that network.
1: And full disclosure, I just tend to like buy a ton of whatever whenever and I slowly stack. I use dollar cost averaging on every crypto that I purchase. Um, so like whenever I get paid in real life, I take a significant portion of that and then I, I buy crypto with it. So I don't know the, the numbers like Corey does, but I'm diversifying my bonds. It's not, bitch. not bonds, but it was from the Chappelle skit back in the day anyways um yes yeah, price gone up quite a bit it's been good some other things have also happened too. mother russia is that how you say that say what mother russia no mother russia
0: another white accent gone wrong from d
1: mother mother russia anyways uh <laughs> in the uh land of mr putin uh, they've said that, and I don't know if it's rumor, but it, I believe everything is rumor sometimes before I believe it's real, but you know somewhere between the space and rumor and reality uh Russia is going to build their own cryptocurrency and then simultaneously ban all others.
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking at that that was on that was on brave new coin as of may twenty eighth that's today to yeah, it was today. It was put out today. So okay. amongst all the cool shit that's happening, the Dow, uh Bitcoin, all the things that are happening, all the different giant things on Ethereum, Lisk is gaining some ground, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. the, the block news from Jeff Garzik on Bitcoin. All these cool things are happening, and Russia's like, you know what? fuck all that. Let's just make our own. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, what, do you, what what else do they say? Like, they're just going to, what do they think is going to happen by making their own? It's, yeah. it's, this, I, it's, they're only really cutting themselves off of a network that is, has true value. And then trying to make something internally that can't really have true value. It's only going to be run by the government and not, Decentralized. It's not going to be open source. It's going to be watched by the government. There's no, there's no real value in any of the any of the things that they're trying to do for what they're trying to do.
1: It just means that they don't get it, but they're scared. I feel like Russia is just like the the habitual bad decision maker. So like whenever Russia's like we're going to make a decision to do something, then the world is just like oh well, let's do the opposite of what Russia's doing, and then we'll be fine. And so I'm pretty sure that this is going to be a big old kerfuffle. That's not a word. I made it up, but I didn't feel like cursing to watch my mouth. And Russia is going to quickly decide that, hey, we can't make our own cryptocurrency because it doesn't work that way. We don't understand it. And then next thing you know, they're crawling their way back to the old Bitcoin. We'll let you back. You can come back.
2: What are the worst decisions in Russian history? Hmm.
0: I can tell you one of the worst decisions against Russia. Go for it. Was Napoleon trying to invade during the winter? Yep, that was a bad one. Uh, what about, what about uh,
2: Stalin? Uh, 20 million Soviet deaths in the Holocaust. That's a pretty bad one as well. That prolonged Soviet rule. Didn't they
1: go into Vietnam first? Or was that France? Mm,
2: German. Think it was France. Uh, Who knows? Let's uh, not talk about um, that. But uh, Russia has a history of making the worst of bad decisions. Yep. One thing that they do
1: really well uh, is vodka, however. Mmm
2: No? I'm not a vodka man, I don't know. Oh. Well, so Russia's
1: gonna ban Bitcoin and they're gonna In hate all themselves. Hate. All oh yeah. All cryptos. What if someone made Russia coin? And uh, they banned it.
2: With with Putin's face on it? Yeah. Putin coin. coin. Putin coin. Yoon. What about the Yun? Maybe. Let's talk about the Yun.
1: Oh, the the Uh-oh. I think it's called Yuan. What? Yes, I do believe it's called Yuan, and I do believe it is Chinese money, and it is collapsing. It's, it's not yen, doing dude. too hot. Huh? Yin. Yin? No, Yuan.
2: No, it's Yuan. Man, if we don't know the unit of China, we all... Yeah, we need to take this show and can I always it. It's
0: called it Yin.
2: Yen's but Japanese.
0: Was, is it?
2: Yeah. You've been drinking, man?
0: Me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh for sure it's Saturday <laughs> it's the yuan I just, don't I, I I just it. wikied it
2: and it's yuan yeah it's yuan
0: it may look that way but you don't know how it's said it
1: said yuan
0: because the no, yen is Japanese
2: no there's a there's an audio where you can go to the Chinese yuan and then there's like a little listen button but I know for a fact the yen is Japanese
1: we're stuck on the wrong shit anyways what i was saying was the yuan is collapsing or going down fast so it does look like china is trying to find a place to put their wealth which does give bitcoin a stamp of approval on the old uh not just a unit of exchange or sorry a medium of exchange or a unit of account but also a what's that last one what do we got medium exchange unit of account Storage of value? Storage of value. Bam. The trifecta of currency. So this gives a boom stamp of approval on uh, the storage of value uh, piece of the triangle for Bitcoin as a currency. um, If China is doing that and they feel secure putting their wealth into Bitcoin right now. You know, who's to say they put it in to take it out? Who's to say they might not just put it in there and leave it in
0: there for a while? Let it get warm. You know? Uh, I mean, is, is that is that what you think it's happening? They just they're losing their purchasing power and that you won. Yep. And they're trying to find a better way to store their value and they're just throwing it all in. I mean, we know that we know that Chinese culture is typically hoarders. They like to they like to hoard a lot of things and hold on to them for a long period of time that's the um, and because they're losing value in hoarding money. They're moving that value into Bitcoin. And that's what we're currently seeing right now because of the reevaluation of the yuan. Yep. They hoarded the Dinobots for thousands
1: of years. We found that out in the latest Transformers documentary. Yeah. Uh,
2: so this is all the weakening. Well, the price is soaring because of the, the weakening of the Chinese yuan. Yes. All of, I'll put it to you like this. Historically,
1: Bitcoin's upper bound. Has been, uh, 3000 yuan.
2: Well, isn't that ironic because China is about to peg their currency to gold and they're also about to deflate their currency? China is? Yeah, capital flight. I didn't know about that. Talk about this.
0: that. I didn't know about that. Tell us about that. Tell us about this.
2: Uh, they have 30 trillion dollars of debt in 10 years. Uh, no unrest. Everyone in China is, is, uh, Their property prices are crashing, and uh, mass migration back to the rice fields. Empty cities are falling apart. It's not a good economy over there.
1: Well, then why does everyone say it is? I've known this for a long time, that China, like, everyone says, like, China's economy is a beast. But then you go and you look at some of the situations, and you're like, how? How is it so beastly?
0: I think that the they've done a good job of building the traditional infrastructure and they would become like almost a powerhouse of that or an exacerbation of the traditional infrastructure. And I think that the way money used to be moved is we're seeing it's, it's failing now and it's no longer a good way to do things. And like for instance, the way banks currently work, it's, it's an, it's a recipe for disaster and because they've exacerbated it, we're seeing them fail first. Yeah. It's,
1: I mean, they're devaluing their
0: currency. So people are taking the yuan out. Oh, the the whole world is devaluing their currency. Everyone has debt in the world. And what's the best way to get rid of debt? Well, you, you have hyperinflation so that your money isn't worth as much. So you owe less, realistically, in terms of like overall value. If you devalue your currency and you pay it back, then you've paid back less money if your money was worth more. So everyone, but the problem is, this works great if one country tries to devalue their currency so they can pay their debt back, right? What happens when every country does it? It doesn't work because okay. it's 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 a it's almost like a it's it's a race to devaluation. It's a it's a race of hyperinflation, and so the the infrastructure collapses because everyone's trying to pump money into a, a system that can't have money more can't have more money pumped into it. And this is exactly what we're seeing across the entire globe. It's not just let's say just China. China and US and you know Venezuela, it's everyone is trying to do this simultaneously because everyone has racked China. up this ridiculous amount of debt. And a lot of banking individuals from traditional infrastructures say, well, let's just I don't know, flood the mon- flood the market with money so that the evaluation of a single dollar is less. And if we own 30 million dollars, if the evaluation of a single dollar is less, then we don't really care as much because it's overall less money, yeah. and that's what we're seeing happen.
1: So then, overall, Bitcoin's price is going up
0: because China, 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 China. Where's that? Anyway, uh, yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> I think I think Bitcoin's price is going up because. People who have who have hoarded their money are losing the evaluation of the dollar, of, of whatever their fiat currency is. So they're trying to put it in a place where it's more stable because no government money right now is very stable.
1: So and check this out. If you
0: look into the future, it's going to get less stable.
1: So to help you gauge it, uh, Cello, usually Bitcoin's upper bound uh, for being pegged to the Chinese yuan was... 8,000 Chinese yuan mm. is one Bitcoin. Mm. It's now current. Sorry, not 8,000. Did I say 8,000? Yeah, you did. Sorry, 3,000. Wow, brain. Uh, 3,000. It's currently sitting at 3,840. That's how quickly money is leaving China and going into Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, if you, look, uh, if, you look the, if you look at the charts from yesterday to today, it's a it's a jump. It's a pretty big damn jump.
1: Yep. And the USD is just. Catching huh? Yep. Dollars are, the people that own dollars are like, hold up, China. You're not going to get all the glory. So, yeah.
2: Interesting. Nobody markets. likes China to have any glory.
1: They took all the glory at the beginning of that, uh, Olympics, uh, ceremony with all those people drumming. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Anyways, uh, speaking of uh, Bitcoin, being used and appreciated around the world Segway. and adoption it's not a
2: segue if you yell out segway. i can smell them coming sorry i get excited
1: <laughs> you can't just uh, that just defeats the segway. anyways sorry. there's other continents where they have money and one of them's africa And we, this is cool for us. Like you said at the end of the last episode, this is full circle for us. Our very first interview after our very first really nervous and awful episode of this show Mm -hmm. was a man by the name of Tawanda Kimbo. And he's back. And he's back with a year's worth of news from Zimbabwe about what the Bitcoin atmosphere and environment is like in Zimbabwe right now and the rest of Africa. And I'll give you a hint, it's very disjointed and very hard to understand, And but he's doing his hardest to uh, make Bitcoin something that is trusted and uh, uh, prolific and easy to understand. And his name is Tawanda Kimbo, if you haven't looked up what he does, you should. Um, he's getting funding left and right.
2: Wait, uh, is his accent hard to understand or the situation hard to understand?
1: The situation in Africa is hard to understand. Cause they're in a straight up, his words, not mine, cash crisis, a currency crisis. They don't know. They don't have money that works. They don't know what money to make. They don't know what to do. Besides, they're kind of at the ebb and flow of banks and people that come in with currencies and a means to provide them with some sort of pipelines to have commerce. So they're in a cash crisis. Tawanda's eaten though. Tawanda is eaten. He's eating good. He is. It's not that's not to say you gain weight, Tawanda, you look fine. We're just saying that you're doing well because it's a it's rap slang. You know, like we eating out here. It's like can you explain the slang, Cello?
2: Yeah, like, you know, your country's not doing too good, but you doing good, man. You you know how kings were fat because they were they ate a lot of food, that means they were doing good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Tawanda Sold a tech startup. He's a fourth generation entrepreneur. He, he's not, he's not part of the, uh, he's not part of the I'm hungry crowd. Can I I say that? Yeah, he's eating good. He's eating.
1: It's like, it's like slang. All right. So without further ado, uh, what, uh, here is, it's Wanda Kimbo. Here it is.
3: Uh, hello.
1: Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good.
3: I'm good. How Have you been? I've been uh, uh, busy working on the startup, uh, but, but it's been an exciting journey so far.
1: Good, good. Yeah, It's glad to, to see you're doing well. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's just um, it's just me, uh, D for today. Uh, Corey is. Out of town, and Marcello is out of town as well. They couldn't make it. Um, but uh, we've done. We're doing pretty well compared to the last time we talked. I think you are our very first interview.
3: So. Yeah, I still remember that. <laughs> and it uh, uh, we launched our exchange. Then i I think we had just launched it when uh, when we when we last kind of last spoke. Um but a lot has happened since then.
1: Oh yeah. Well, let's get into it. How has Bitfinance been, and how you know has the Bitcoin sentiment been in
3: Africa? Well, I guess I guess because when we're in just Zimbabwe right now, I can I can only talk about Zimbabwe. Um, yeah. but, but but I've been to a f- uh, a few other countries a few times. Uh, but but I've just been meeting uh, Bitcoin people uh, who are very optimistic about. Uh, the potential of this technology is. So, so, so I guess I've just been talking to biased people in other countries. Uh, uh, but, but, but in Zimbabwe, um, Z- Zimbabwe is um, like it's a really interesting com- country because a lot of stuff is happening now. Uh, it's now getting more difficult for companies to, uh, to move money to other countries. And uh, we're starting to see lots of interest from organizations that that uh, that just want to move uh they just want to move money from zimbabwe to other countries which is uh which is also great uh our exchange is now live and it 's been uh growing consistently so our our volume has going up and uh, uh and it 's been kind of an exciting journey <laughs>
1: awesome we um yeah. we just spoke with uh an exchange operator, or CEO, jesse powell uh kraken recently. And he told yep. us if he had known how much work it were to start an exchange, he didn't know if he would do it. Is it, is it the same in Zimbabwe, just uh, laws, regulations, uh, you know, hurdles? What, what's what been the toughest part about starting uh, BitFinance and getting everything up and running in Zimbabwe? Yeah.
3: Like I would say, I, I would say everything. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. So, so so let's start with the regulation for instance uh, we like we we could see and just clear in our minds how uh, like how bitcoin can kind of uh, kind of help the country we we currently have a cash crisis in Zimbabwe I'm sure you know we don't we don't have a currency of our own and uh, uh and it continues to get worse uh because uh like because people were kind of putting money in. In, in duffel bags and moving it out of the country and they wanted to import stuff and uh, the central bank uh, was trying to put uh, measures on uh, uh, measures to to kind of control that and Bitcoin seemed as an obvious solution and so after meeting the central bank a few times, we thought like we thought they would uh, like they would just give us an endorsement and uh, like encourage people to use bitcoin <laughs> but after after like a few meetings. We're getting like the third meeting, and the question they ask is, like, what is Bitcoin? I still don't understand it. So, oh no. Yeah. So, uh, so we think it's going to take, um, it's going to take longer to get some sort of position or, or, or license or policy from our central bank because they just don't get it. We, um, spending a lot of time on, uh, spending a lot of time on education. Uh, now we're getting customers and it's, like it's like a lot of work uh to uh like a lot of them we we need to train them on how between works uh, mm-hmm. uh we we sometimes we do the first few transactions for them and kind of hold their hand and as we're growing like that tends to be a lot of work as well um uh, and then just trying to balance all that work as well as uh developing the exchange and uh, getting it to work and, uh, adding all these features people are requesting, um, and fixing all these bugs. Uh, so, so, so that's a lot of work as well. So, so, so I guess I can say, uh, and then there's the other boring stuff, like the accounting stuff, tax compliance and stuff like that. And then you need to do that, uh, boring stuff as well. So, so I guess like all of it is a lot of work, but, but, um, but, but, but it's also, it's also kind of a very exciting space to be in, uh, because we also get to solve some very, very big and painful problems for companies. So, uh, so, 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 think about it. You, you have a company that wants to move uh, uh, a, a lot of money to another country to make a payment, for instance, and although they've got the money in Zimbabwe their bank just can't move the money. Uh, because the way SWIFT or telegraphic transfer works is uh, the bank would need to have uh, some money in their nostro accounts. Uh, and a lot of banks don't, uh, don't have that yet. And so we, we also get to solve some very huge and uh, difficult uh, problems for, for organizations. And that, that's also kind of exciting in its own way.
1: Absolutely. Did you... Yeah. So you mentioned... Um, it's kind of double sided problems. Not not double sided in a good way. It's just tough because you're worried about growth. You're worried about getting customers to use good finance, and you have to educate them at the same time. Did you yep. find that wouldn't education be a little easier given you know how prolific uh MPESA is? Isn't MPESA it's it's an it's an electronic currency kinda I mean it's kinda out there when it comes to currency. Uh, do you find it a little easier to explain Bitcoin sometimes because people may have a familiarity with Mpesa, and it's it's also
3: outside of the box. I I think Mpesa only makes it harder. So so we've, oh. uh, we we've got M-Pesa, but we don't call it M-Pesa. We call it EcoCash, uh, oh, okay. in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So I, I think it only makes it harder because now they've got, um, like n- now they get this mindset that money is. Uh, Electronic money is supposed to work this way, and they try to compare that to Bitcoin when Bitcoin is fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so for instance, uh, our mobile money service is called EcoCash. We have, we have three others, but EcoCash is, is like the lion's share of the market. So, uh, so, so I, so, I get, so I'll just use that as an example. So, uh, so, so they tend to think, uh, tend to think tend to try to compare bitcoin to that when they are two very different systems uh, so um, EcoCash only works in Zimbabwe it doesn't work across borders uh very expensive it costs uh it costs two uh, two dollars to send a hundred bucks and then it gets the it costs another three bucks to cash out um, controlled by a central organization uh, and bitcoin is directly the opposite so 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 just using that as an example is um uh like i think it makes it harder for people to understand uh and it's going to take time mm, that's
1: it's going to hard. take
3: time uh, we we've also um like we've also seen an opportunity uh like b- b- because because the the problem is so huge uh people are willing to explore uh bitcoin organizations especially and uh they don't know how to use it. And we're also kind of seeing that as another opportunity to, uh, to, to create another revenue stream. So actually training organizations to, uh, on, on what Bitcoin is and how it works and uh, getting paid to do that as well. So, uh, so, so we're we actually partnering with another organization based in South Africa to provide uh, training for, for these institutions and organizations.
1: It seems like such a... Such a huge opportunity for, given that Zimbabwe is in a cash crisis right now, that a lot yep. of people would want to be. Do you find that, um, there are more people willing to work for a Bitcoin company? I guess you'd say a lot more people willing to stick their neck out and take an opportunity in something that's so brand new. And it's been getting increasingly, increasingly more endorsements and more legitimate. You know, advertising, you know, we had Circle in the UK, which got a money operating license um, in the U.S. Uh, see the what's the, how do you say the chief operator or the CTFTC, CFTC, I believe, yep. <laughs> urging uh, uh, the Obama administration to act on Bitcoin because it's a big deal. You know, it's not going anywhere. And so do you feel it's easier to get people like, hey, you know, come join us? Let's, let's try and make this into a thing. It's
3: easier to recruit, I guess. Well, well, well I guess, yeah, we've, uh, because we're also seeing interest and, in, uh, from people also interested in joining our team. Uh, like we're just trying to hold off, uh, recruiting right now because, uh, uh, like we can't, because of the stage we're at now. And we can't really afford to take on uh, more people, like unless unless you are you are like a very very smart engineer, and then uh, (laughs) like that case will will hire you on the spot. But but uh, but but we we're kind of not really hiring and not thinking about that for uh, for for maybe a few months. But 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 yeah, it's kind of. like, the, the amount of interest in Bitcoin, especially in Zimbabwe, uh, right now is huge. And, like, it's not just individuals and organizations, but governments too as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of these government parastatals can do businesses, can do business in, in certain countries and with certain companies because, uh, b- because a lot of them are also under sanctions. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin also could kind of help them, uh, get out of that. <laughs> uh but, but the understanding is is also still very little and uh uh but like we are trying to do the best we can to fix that now have you had
1: a fourth meeting you said the third meeting by the third meeting uh you said your central bank was still throwing up question marks have you had a fourth meeting is it getting better or are they
3: still just just completely lost uh, the third meeting was three days ago, actually. So, oh, okay. uh, we, yeah, well, uh, like we're going to have a fourth meeting. Uh, I, I think in as, as early well as two weeks from now. Uh, but but by the third meeting, we were like we ca- like when we walked out, we uh, so 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 our lawyer Simbarashi Machiriza was saying, uh, uh, like, guys, I thought this was going to be a race. It's actually going to be a marathon. So, <laughs> so, so it's clear now. Like it's, it's like it's going to take a lot of time and uh, a lot of time and patience. But uh, but but also so interesting is like when we walk in and we do these presentations, we always start with like what is Bitcoin. So so, so, so there are like they are like ten or so different departments uh, at the central bank. So we try to meet one at a time uh, and then try to first get them comfortable with what Bitcoin is and and like how it works. Uh, but, but, but all you've noticed is like in every meeting, you get one person who's, uh, like who really didn't get it. And then now they do. And they're like, uh, like asking all these smart questions and they are really interested and excited by this technology. And like, like in, in that that's, that's where we kind of get the energy to keep uh, moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, it's,
1: yeah. it is not only an exciting currency, it's a very exciting technology. And there's, so much going on in the space. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the best time to get in. 2016 feels like it's going to be a great year. Have you, I guess, let's see. What can I ask about the, I don't know if I even want to go here, but how do you feel about this whole Bitcoin versus blockchain rebranding? People are trying to take Bitcoin away from blockchain and just. Use blockchain as a glorified Excel spreadsheet that they can share around with other banks. I don't know how do you do. You feel like that's even possible? I the more I talk to uh, we talked to Trace Mayer Meyer the other day, and it just seems not economically feasible to even want to do that. But before I lead you into that as hardcore as I did, uh, what do you feel? Can you take Bitcoin away from blockchain? Are you gonna? Are we gonna eventually see like Bit Finance? is now blockchain finance. And we've changed our name <laughs> and we are
3: rebranding. Uh, well, well, not likely in the near future. So, uh, so, so, so the thing is in Africa, and uh, like when you look at a lot of the startups, uh, uh, BitFinance, BitPesa, BitX, like a lot of the African startups are not really interested in the technology part of Bitcoin, uh, but in the currency aspects. Because in Africa is where we have real money problems. It's so where it's more difficult to make a payment, where it's uh, more difficult to, uh, to, to move money somewhere else. Uh, and where it's possible, like, uh, uh, it's also very expensive, uh, and even more expensive for, for the poor. So it's, it's very expensive to be poor in Africa, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and in many, in many cases, like, uh, some people just don't have access to, uh to these types of financial services so uh, so bit so, so finance we made a decision to focus on the currency aspects of uh this technology and not really uh not really the technology aspects but but i guess it's because we're from africa where we have real money problems mm. uh, and from zimbabwe where we uh where i think we have the biggest money problems in the world
1: mm. yeah it's 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 that's something that we can't relate to in this in the states in the u.s i i when i tell my friends and family about bitcoin they're always like why would i need to do that i can log on to amazon they remember my credit card number and information i just push the button one click i send all the stuff straight to me Uh, i can go to a bank i can get a credit card heck i can go to a shoe store and get a shoe store credit card but it's not like that uh around the world in a lot of places. And I think it's it's awesome that you guys are sticking your neck out for Bitcoin and saying, Hey, this could be yeah. a viable currency for Zimbabwe and that would be that would be awesome for Bitcoin.
3: That's for sure. Um Yeah. I, I spent I spent a spent a few months in the US and I I like I got a debit card. I could use it to buy like in any store any restaurant, something I couldn't do in zimbabwe but but one thing which always used to shock me was, uh like I wasn't getting charged money every time I would swipe my card uh to pay for something like in, in Zimbabwe, every time I swipe my card, I get charged two or three bucks <laughs> and uh yeah and uh so 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 it's it's more expensive like like our banks don't give us uh interest on the money we keep in the bank. They charge us a monthly fee to uh, for that money. So so uh, so, so you you are kind of like losing money every uh, every month when you keep your money in the bank. So, so yeah. And so when I when I was in the U.S. and I would see these um um like these Bitcoin evangelists and uh, people who are into Bitcoin, like I, I was really impressed and, uh, and I could tell these people like are kind of minds ahead of, ahead of their time. Uh, yeah
1: thank you i think i think i get rolled into one of those
3: those (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) or we do here at the show we it's uh i think our friends just kind of look at us crazy now because we talk about bitcoin all the time and what it's capable of and ethereum uh which is definitely uh i i liken the metaphor that bitcoin is gold ethereum is oil and (laughs) uh, you know Ethereum is for getting things done and gold is for paying for the stuff you need to get done. So, uh, definitely we are ahead of the curve here and it helps you. You mentioned that this is just Zimbabwe. We said Zimbabwe, how hard is it going to be for this, uh, idea of Bitcoin to cross borders? Have you even heard of any, you know, cross borders, Kenya, South Africa, uh, are there other countries that are just as, I guess, ripe for adoption as Zimbabwe is.
3: Uh, yeah, they are. So we, like, like we always get uh, people from other countries writing, writing to us and say, uh, asking us to, to launch in their country. And, uh, like as hard as it is, uh, like we just have to say no for now because we, uh, we still have to fix a few things, uh, to learn a few more things before we get into another market. But, uh, but, but but I think a lot of the problems are in Zimbabwe, like even though they are kind of worse so a bit more exaggerated than they are, they are in other parts of Africa, uh, there are many similarities you can draw. So um, so 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 in Kenya, for instance, we have a couple of banks that closed this year. I think. I think there are two but but i but i 'm not entirely sure i 'm right, maybe it could be one uh, and then uh, but, but but we've like we 've seen the same thing happen in Zimbabwe a few years ago as well and uh, uh, and and i like I kind of think uh all the other countries are going to follow suit uh like they are going to go through the phase we 're going through now, uh, mm-hmm. maybe it won 't be uh, maybe it won 't be as serious as it is as it is in Zimbabwe now. Uh, but they are, and, um, uh, and I think like when we can get it working very, very well in Zimbabwe and make it super easy to use, uh, I think it will be very easy to replicate our solution in other countries, uh, because it will kind of solve the same problems.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's, yep. That sounds like you guys are sitting in the perfect position. <laughs> when, yeah, <laughs> when not, not, I think it's not an if at this point. I think when Bitcoin, becomes adopted. You're sitting in a perfect position. Is there any country outside of Zimbabwe you know for a fact is coming on soon, or or that up and coming, or it's all just kind of happening all at once? It's kind of organic flow.
3: Um. So, so 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 we've like we've kind of been looking in looking at South Africa. Uh. Uh, well uh, because we have a lot of zimbabweans in south africa uh we've also been looking at kenya uh, because we've all spent some uh, about three or four months in kenya and uh mm-hmm. uh like like and they seem to be a lot of interest in both countries around uh, around bitcoin uh plus we have lots of companies that do business uh business with these countries so 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 i think uh like if we eventually or or, or when we're eventually ready to move into other markets, it will probably be uh be those two first. Uh may maybe Ghana as well. Like we've um uh we, we've also seen like a lot of interest from people in Ghana would uh uh who are very keen to use our service but uh but they can't really both we just in Zimbabwe now. So 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 maybe Ghana, I guess off the top of my head I would say um those are the the three markets we are kind of looking at uh well not thinking of getting into now but we are we're kind of looking at uh, very closely and we are following what's happening in those countries mm.
1: that's interesting that's, that's interesting. exciting is what it is um i have a question though you mentioned um sometimes in the meetings with the central banks you said that the light bulb goes off and people start to understand it i guess but yeah wouldn't Bitcoin directly contradict with their business model? I mean, if you said, if, does it work like it does in the States? I guess where when you swipe your card, you said you're getting charged two to $3. Does that yep. not go to the bank that goes to Visa or goes to whoever's processing it? Because if it goes to the bank, wouldn't that contradict their business model? Well, like they're saying, Hey, you know, if Bitcoin's trying to take money out of my pockets, you know, why do I want to support Bitcoin? Or does it go to, Visa and they don't really care about taking money from Visa. They care about keeping money with the bank. How does that work?
3: Well, well, like, well I don't think we'll eat the bank's lunch uh, for for a while. Uh, Bitcoin, I don't think is really ready to, uh, especially in Africa, to use, to, to pay for stuff over the counter or, or pay for a meal or buy a beer. Like I think where the real opportunity is, is across borders. Mm-hmm. Uh and, uh, like, which is where the banks are, are failing a lot. Like, a lot of them don't have a lot of money in their nostril accounts. It's, it's, it's harder to move money across the border. And when you can, it's very, very expensive. And, and, and that's the opportunity we're kind of looking at. Um, I think it's going to be a while before people can use Bitcoin to, to, to pay for a meal or, uh, or, or buy a beer or stuff like that.
1: It could be soon the lightning when the if i think i think personally within the next 2 to 3 years uh bitcoin will be close to an everyday currency because of course you have all these up, updates they're going to have to increase the block size there's no doubt there and then lightning network if that comes on which i don't know if you're a fan of but i personally think is going to be amazing uh um, <laughs> there yeah it's it looks like it's going to be phenomenal so we i think it'll be one day i can go you know uh swipe my card, or not my card, but it could be my card Hold on. yeah, it could be could be a card for what in the world there we go, Turn that phone off. <laughs> there was a lot going on there uh for my coffee for everything so how how is growth going with BitFinance finance are you experiencing volume increases in customers and and money, and is everything good? Looking up because I want to be able to release this episode to everyone and say, hey, African sentiment is good. It's on the up and up just
3: as well as it is in Argentina and Brazil, you know, everywhere. Uh, Yeah, we've been like we've been consistently growing. So our volume has been going going up, uh, which which is also uh, like, which is also really, really great. And uh, like we see lots of opportunities uh, especially, especially now that we've shifted from, uh, uh, like when we started, we're really kind of focused on individual users, uh, who want to use Bitcoin maybe to make payments, uh, or, or to, um, to, to move money somewhere else, or maybe, uh, send your son who's in another country in college some pocket money or stuff like that. So those were the kind of users we're getting. Uh, like we are now getting, uh, organizations, uh, also getting interested in, uh in in using our exchange so so it could be a company that um a local company that imports stuff and is coming to buy bitcoin um or a company which is uh maybe based in the u k or the u s uh and they are are trying to pay maybe freelancers in Zimbabwe, and they are using Bitcoin to send that money uh, uh, because Bitcoin is better than anything else on the market now. Uh, and so, as uh, we're getting more companies and uh, learning how to use the technology and uh, getting interested in the technology, our volume is also only going to go up. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we are like we're doing great so far, and we are very very optimistic about the future.
1: Congratulations, man! And and thank you. And I I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, it sounds like we both, you know, had quite a bit of success since our very first interview, which was <laughs> about a year ago. I think yeah. I think a week in a week, it would have been about a year ago. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like we've come so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to this episode going out. But um, is there anything you would like to get out? the air for there for bitfinance any new funding rounds coming up any any new business models that you guys are gonna drop on the public anything you want to plug i guess
3: um well well well, only that we are like we're also preparing to to raise some more money very soon and so so maybe in a matter of months actually and uh maybe in a few months we'll uh, like we'll also raise, start raising some more money. Uh, so, so, uh, so if you're interested in, um, uh, in investing in a company that is growing fast, uh, and in, in Africa that is solving real problems, uh, and where there is a, a very good use case, uh, uh Bitfinance is, um, uh, bit, bit, bit. sorry, I'm also, let me just, uh, <laughs> Your phone's blowing up too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, so I was saying, like, we're also we're also planning to start raising some more money very soon, and if you would like to participate, uh, you feel free to get in touch with me. Uh, you can reach me via our website bitfinance.co.zw. Uh, but, like, we're also going to be announcing Stellar integration too as well very soon uh so, so we've been uh like we've been working with the team at stellar to uh and and what we really want to do is to make it possible to use our exchange uh so anyone in the world can uh, use our exchange to lock the value of their bitcoins in US dollars and so uh and so we've just finished that integration we are going to be making that announcement uh very soon uh okay. if uh, so so, I don't know if uh, the announcement will come first or this episode will come out first, but we'll see.
1: Okay, uh, we'll we'll try and coincide it, and we'll get together with you. Try and make it so that it's timely. I think this episode will be airing pretty soon. So, uh, and,
3: and so I and so I guess that Stellar integration will also allow people to uh, to use our exchange if they are outside Zimbabwe uh, using the Stellar network, uh, mm-hmm. which I which I think is also going to bump up our volume.
1: Well, congratulations, man. Thank you. It's awesome you guys are keeping your uh, hand to the grindstone and uh, (laughs) working hard. And so I guess last year you had an opportunity to answer this question. We've asked this question uh, almost like a hundred times now. Uh, And that same question is, in in 10 words or less, can you describe
3: Bitcoin? Yeah, I... Uh, Bitcoin is a form of money uh, which kind of works like uh, magic because it's better than the money we've been using all these years Uh, it's it's better because um, it's not controlled by governments or or these companies which uh, force us to pay lots of fees and uh, lots of transaction fees and so it allows you to just move your money Uh, I'm not getting over 10 words but uh, yeah a little bit bit. (laughs) yeah you can (laughs) Uh, it's money you can use with a lot of freedom, and it's uh, with, with a lot of freedom in ways that you couldn't do before. Uh, but well, what's interesting is uh, now, when I define Bitcoin, I, I define the currency aspects of this technology and not really the technological aspects. I guess that's because I'm from Africa and from Zimbabwe.
1: Interesting. Interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting to get different uh, people's take and, and how they use Bitcoin and why it's useful for them. And, um, well, you definitely did not make 10 words on that description. (laughs) Last time you said, I think it's geek money. And then we kind of ran with that for a little while, uh, which was a great description. Uh, We've got all kinds of answers. Um, but it's awesome that the currency aspect is working for you because a lot of people don't understand that and they don't understand. I think they don't understand it because they don't understand math. And I think if you understand mathematics, then you see why Bitcoin is a, is the best currency that's ever existed. Um, but without touting math, I'm going to let you, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, right? Or it's,
3: it's, it's late afternoon. Decided late afternoon. Okay. Yep.
1: It's bright uh, and early for me. My weekend just <laughs> started. So I'm going to go enjoy the rest of it, but. Thank you very much for coming on the show again. Hopefully, we can have this be like a one-year annual The Bitcoin Podcast, Finance, get together, talk about what's going on in Zimbabwe and everything. Um, but have a great
3: uh, weekend, Tawanda. Uh, okay. Uh, have a good day and uh, have a great weekend. All right, man. Uh, bye. Bye for now, D.
1: And that was the interview with Tawanda Kimbo, as I like to call him, TK Combo, uh, the one and only TK, the K, coming to us from Zimbabwe, which is in Africa, for those of you geographically uh, undereducated. So, what did we learn from that interview? Did you guys listen to it? Yeah. What'd you I like learned him?
2: that um, people from Z- people from Zimbabwe are called uh, Zimbabwean. Okay. Okay. Corey, was your takeaway?
0: I didn't listen to it. Okay. I didn't know you did. It you you <laughs> didn't
1: you even know honest. I did that. that was no, you total- did it I was
0: waiting for us to do that interview, and I didn't know you did it already. It's
1: totally solo dolo on that one. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I learned. Been a part of it. Sorry. I learned that Africa and governance is tough. And it's tough as hell from every single country to country, as it should be. You know, this is the way I think of Africa. Okay, think of the United States of America, except for, instead of us being a united, like, country, every state were its own country. That's the way I think of Africa. And so, every time you cross a state line, you've got a totally new damn set of laws to understand and abide by, and hope you don't break. Like, can you imagine if you do something in one state and then go to another state and do it, and it's like illegal, and then you end up in jail forever? you like,
0: what? Isn't, isn't that the way the mo- the majority of the world is? Most countries or continents are like that. Yes, except for the
1: United States of America, which is just one part of of the Americas. But it's kind of phenomenal that such a big square mileage area is united if you ask me but nevertheless adoption's going to take a while in africa but it does look like there's some hope and he did say that he and his crew have been talking to the central government and the central banks there in zimbabwe and like he says it's kind of it's kind of kind of sucky though because every time he feels like he's making lead way and them understanding bitcoin specifically bitcoin not not cryptocurrency but bitcoin they then toss out a question which probably leaves him thinking, like, "Are you even listening to anything that I'm saying?" So, adoption's going to be slow, but it does look like it's picking up. So, yay! One more vote for people using Bitcoin all around the globe.
0: That's kind of an issue that we've we've seen over and over with people who aren't uh, even accustomed with with Bitcoin, right? So, people who aren't accustomed with Bitcoin, how do you explain a, the DAO to them? like the space of cryptocurrencies is moving faster than adoption can take place. Yeah. Um, And we can't like, even especially in terms of like regulation and um, how we treat these things legally. It's a lot of money getting thrown into these spaces with technology that we can't explain to the people who, you know, who, want to regulate or try and figure out what they're doing in terms of like the government, right? If you make a shitload of money in America, you have to pay taxes. That's all there is to it. And how do you attack something when it's the first first in its own existence? And it's also incredibly difficult to explain to someone who already understands Bitcoin. So if you can't understand Bitcoin, you're not going to understand the Dow, And damn sure not going to understand Ethereum. Yeah, and so like we're, this is this is going to be a serious issue in the next couple years. Is relating this information to people who aren't familiar with how all of this is working already? Hmm.
1: Do they need to get it? That's the question
0: I constantly ask myself. Is well, I, do you want mass adoption? Granted, you have the you have the standard argument of. People don't care how HTTP works. Mm -hmm. They just want to get on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. The underlying protocol doesn't matter. But if you want to build a, if you want to build an organization, a structure like the DAO may be the future of how you do it. A decentralized autonomous organization may be the way we do work. We may, may be the way we deal with a large sum of money and organizing how it's, how it's spent or, Know, the board of the directors of a company or business. That may be how it's done. Um, but any type of business logic associated with moving money around may be done using Ethereum or Bitcoin. And if you don't understand these things, then you can't participate. But you even said in your blog, the more tokens associated
1: with one actual address, the more vote weight that it has. So wouldn't we always kind of still be at the whim of the, the people with a lot of money that could just make a DAO and then simultaneously invest a shit ton in that DAO
0: and then have the voting majority? If, well, it depends on if people stay with that DAO. And also, it's not all – like so you have, you, have, you have a distinction here. There's the difference between the DAO, the one that is currently in place and has over $150 million associated to it, and then a DAO, which could be any decentralized autonomous organization. I mean, we've come up with a good idea with uh, like a really good use case for a decentralized autonomous organization would be like a HOA, a homeowners association, where a whole neighborhood comes together, puts their money in a pool, and then decides together how they spend that money and then does contractors, votes on where it goes and who's paid and so on and so forth. That's That's a good use case for a DAO when cryptocurrency is ubiquitous and everyone uses it. But the DAO has a certain structure. And based on that certain structure, the people with a very small amount of tokens don't really have a lot of say. We're essentially at the whim of, of the larger token holders along, amongst a few other attack factors that, um, our previous guest, uh, Dr. Gunsarir has, has pointed out. And the current, it's, it seems as though the current state of things is just to increase the security of the DAO, change how these things work. So it's no longer an issue and then move along, move forward. Which I hope I, is what happens.
1: Do you think I, it's going to reserve the nomenclature throughout the years if it does become commonplace? Like I think dis- distributed autonomous organization is a lot to say for your layman. I think they're going to say something more in lines of like open budget or you know something like that. I don't know, but I feel like DAO isn't something that will catch on with the public. Who knows?
0: I don't know. I just, As time goes on, I feel like the the the, the younger generation understands these things. Why wouldn't everything be de- decentralized? So this buzzword, decentralized, I think will become very, 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 very um, overused and normal in society. And so you'll have – people will understand the difference between centralized and decentralized because our generation didn't understand this. It was just normal. Everything was centralized because that's just how shit worked. But with the internet – And the technologies associated with it, we've allowed for things to be decentralized. So this bifurcation of how things work was then allowed. And so people started to hear that word more often or for the first time. And now, because the Internet is everything, it's how everyone interacts socially, this decentralized aspect of how things work will get used more often and understood and so the next generation, it's just going to be normal. So using a word like decentralized organization is isn't going to be an issue. Yeah, we'll see. That's What's the hope?
2: prognosis?
0: What do you think, Coachella?
1: Coachella? About the DAO? You think it's going to be too tough to catch
2: on? I think. I think. Um, I agree with Corey. Like you have to understand ether if you're going to understand DAO, and. I think if the Dow crashes, Ethereum looks bad. So, Ethereum also goes into high volatility. We're going to see a surge in Ethereum price with a sharp decline in Dow. But if the Dow crashes, Ethereum is going to be pulled down as well and they may see, like, major declines. So, I don't know. If the Dow dips moderately, I think Ethereum will surge significantly. And if the Dow spikes, I think Ethereum will increase slightly. And, um, you know, Bitcoin looks like it's it's having its pop upwards. And um, if if Bitcoin spikes over the weekend, then Ethereum may face a double whammy of a Dow crash and a Bitcoin spike, and we may see a, a big buying opportunity this weekend.
0: You know, it's really it's really I guess building on that, it really depends on what proposals get submitted to the Dow and then how they're how they're what happens when those proposals are submitted to the DAO. If we see a mass exodus of users or just a sell-off of the tokens, then the DAO essentially fails at what it went out to try and do, or it's not nearly as big as what it was. But that, in my opinion, is an overall success of the idea, is that if the ideas that come through aren't good, but the people vote on them in a positive way, it breaks apart. That's good. If shitty ideas come into a lot of money and that lot of money funds them all, then it's not a very good voting process of how to deal with the shitty ideas. But Mm -hmm. if it breaks up and a new one forms that then deals with shitty ideas in a better way, that's an overall win for the idea of a decentralized autonomous organization. And I'm hoping if that's the case, that's what happens.
2: Does that um, make sense? How is this? I'm reflecting on Steven. Is he being held to a standard of perfection now?
0: I don't know. They have a very interesting relationship with the DAO. They first submitted a security proposal to the DAO or wrote a a, a kind of like a, a plain text idea of what they plan to submit And it was ludicrous how much money they asked for. And it was very vague, um, with what they were plan, what they were proposing in terms of what, you know, the details of what's going to happen and the amount of money that they planned to do was just, was just outrageous. It was just like, thanks. Thanks for making the Dow. Give us all our money. And the response from the Dow was essentially go fuck yourself. No, which is exactly the response it should have with rational minds behind a lot of money. And they immediately retracted that proposal and then made a much more um, much more realistic it was proposal.
1: It was, realistic. it was more
0: concise, it was more appropriate in terms of the amount of money they were asking for and so on and so forth and it's very realistic into what they're asking for. It's it's a good idea. So it's it's the Dow and the people behind it reacted in a positive way. The community said, no, this is ridiculous. We're not doing this. What are they thinking? And then the company responsible for the proposal said, oh, shit, we can't just take all the money. I guess we need to figure something out and come back with a realistic proposal if we want to be funded. And that's what happened. And I'm, we'll see what happens for, you know, from here on out.
1: That's good. I like that that happened. I'm excited to propose my own things.
0: Yeah, so also like for those token holders, you don't really know how to vote. Um, You can go to, I think it's consider.it or dao.consider.it. I have to figure that out. But Jax is... Show notes. uh, We'll figure that out. No, it'll be in the show notes. Jax, the company who is created by CryptoKit, came out with their release for the Apple iPhone, the 1.0 release, and they're quickly going to, to integrate the DAO... Directly into their into their wallet, um, which and they're I think they're trying to aim at being the go-to source of interacting with the DAO. You can vote, you can read proposals, you can have Bitcoin and Ether in your wallet. It's all client-side, so you don't have to worry about security. It's really a great application. And they've done a great job. Um, I definitely recommend them whenever they do that. Uh, we're not endorsed by them at all. I just I really like their software.
1: Yep, I got it. It's beautiful. Well, time to wrap it up. Already, sure. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening again. It's been a hustle in May. Eight episodes, seven episodes. Um, uh, but seven, I think. Seven episodes, but the grind has paid off because uh, we are getting a bit more traction uh, in the community. You guys are talking about us and tweeting about us, which is good. We like that. Uh, Except do it towards us more that would be cool um yeah we're gonna keep trying to make the show better giving you guys five-star content um so check out the website the bitcoinpodcast.com twitter the btc podcast uh facebook the bitcoin podcast on facebook and yeah we're gonna keep trying to do right by you guys in the community as well so that's it do we play the outro oh.
2: Uh, nice. Next week, we, uh, we have our first um, th- three-peat guest, Lon Morris, coming on. And oh, yeah. the biggest change from them being on last time is they're moving away from their spare change format to broaden out to an infrastructure to set up a large international expansion. So they've got a little bit of flack. They've moved from California to New York. They're going to be on the show to give everyone an update, answer all your, your questions, and uh, shoot the shit. So,
1: all right. Go for it, Cor. Play
0: the outro.